amen there is a journey that we have started by the grace of god i will continue in that journey and i trust god for grace somebody say with me grace say it loud and clear grace i trust god for grace please don't mind me i may be very very fast i have you know i'm watching the time i may be very very fast just catch what the spirit has to say to you and i believe so strongly that god is going to turn your life around in the name of jesus no it is not of him that we or wrong but of god that shows mercy don't mind anyhow i present the word to you today just listen for your word and god is going to bless you in jesus name now are you in exodus exodus chapter 33 verse number 12 through to 14 exodus 33 now i want to read this word pastor said something this morning when he was talking about grace he said one of the first time that grace was mentioned in the scripture was you know in uh, i think in uh, genesis chapter 7 is it chapter 6 was talking about noah as uh, as um noah found the grace in the sight of god and i want to prophesy to you that this year you will find grace in the mighty name of jesus in every place and everywhere in any situation conditions circumstances of life that you need grace grace will attend to you in jesus name now let's quickly go to exodus chapter 33 verse 12 to 14 the scripture said then moses said to the lord I'm, i think i'm reading it in your version then moses said to the lord see you say to me praise the lord i don't know the word that god has spoken to you before now but listen to me he said see you say to me bring up these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me yet you have said i know your name somebody said to your neighbor god knows your name and you have also found grace in my sight somebody said to your neighbor you have found grace in the sight of god he said now therefore the scripture says i pray that is moses speaking now if i have found grace in your sight show me your way god will show you the way <laughs> because grace is what finds the way show me your way he said that i may know you and i may find grace in your side you will you will notice that the man said grace and he said grace amen to jesus now he said and consider that this nation is your people and he said my presence will go with you and uh, and i will give you rest somebody say i receive rest in the mighty name of jesus shall we pray father lord in the name of jesus the scripture said that the entrance of your word gives light and understanding father we want to receive life illumination inspiration we want the holy spirit to move in our mental faculty to be able to speak to us all of the minutest thing that we need to catch so that our life will be better for it and not also oh god we want to be simple to receive the word the humility we need to receive the word that we turn our land around today we receive by the name of yeshua jesus the son of the living god in the mighty name of jesus we will find grace like noah in the mighty name of the lord thank you holy spirit because you are turning me on and you are turning your people on and we say devil you don't have any place in here we bind you we destroy your power in the name of jesus so shall it be in jesus mighty name now just shout the lord amen now let me quickly say this because before i go to the call of the message the scripture says in here and uh, moses said to the lord you said to me bring up these people that is to say in the in the matter of destiny 
God has brought you to a level whereby you need to fulfill a purpose. Because it is written in the word of God in Jeremiah chapter 10 verse number 23. He said the way of a man is not in man. It is not in the man that is working to direct his path. In, uh, in Proverbs chapter 20, 24, he said you don't know your life. How can you direct your ways? That God almighty Jesus, uh, he has brought you to this world for a purpose. There's an assignment. You are not here to wonder about. You are not here to go everywhere anybody is going. You are here to do particular things. And that is the reason why this man was speaking. Now, if you have been given an assignment, you need empowerment for the person that has given you the assignment. Somebody say yes to that. So you need God to actually empower you because you do not know what you need to do as you are. You do not know where to go. You do not know what to talk, what to do. You do not know who to talk to. And when somebody does not know what to do, he will be stranded in the affairs of life. Because Jesus Christ was never stranded in his earthly ministry because he will always know what to do. From today, you will know what to do. Oh, your hammer does not sound you believe what I just said. I said from today you will know what to do in the name of Jesus. So this man said, Lord, you have, have found grace. The first grace he was talking about was the grace that he found, the unmerited favor, the, the, the grace of salvation. God called him apart. You know, this man suffered the Lord for 120 years that he lived. First 40 years he had in eat good in the palace of Pharaoh. The, another 40 years he was a year of training. And the last 40 years were the year of assignment. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not miss your assignment in Jesus' name. Now, in the first 40 years that was in the palace of Pharaoh, learning the culture and the language of Egypt, he didn't all ask for grace. In the second 40 years that was, he was being trained under his father-in-law in Midian, Jethro, he didn't ask for grace. But when it was the time of his assignment, I don't know the assignment that God has given to you. When it came to the time of assignment, he said, Lord, do not look at me like this. I've been doing it with my power. I've been doing it with my authority. I've been doing it with my know-how. I've been doing it with everything that I know. But now I need you. Ah, may God come through for you when you need him in the name of Jesus. He said, now I need you. Now, the first grace is the grace that for salvation. You can see that. Please see that. God bless you, sir. Now, the grace that he was talking about is the grace for salvation. The second grace that he was talking about is God's grace that is called man to die. Is the God's, God's empowerment upon a man. The grace that makes a man to do what he would not have been able to do under normal circumstances. That is the grace. You don't have the grace to be the wife of that husband. Oh my God. But the Holy Spirit will help you. You don't have the grace to fulfill the assignment that God's servant has given to you. But God will give to you. You don't have the grace to be the, the, the what you want to be in that career. But God is going to give to you. And God said you found grace. Ah, you will find grace. I said you will find grace. I don't want to belabor the point and know that God's servant over this house and the person of our pastor, Pastor David, must have been able to actually define and, you know, by said and uh, done surgical operation on the word grace to you. Because this is the year of your grace. Grace to grace. Oh my God, you will find grace. Oh, lebra doka shuta yada doka sanda gatake la labatu zata. 
There's somebody under the sound of my voice. God said that the place you failed in 2019, you will succeed there in 2020. Go hand join in hand and they try to levy stuff against you. God said they will not prosper in their ways. Somebody say, hey, Say grace. Grace. Unmerited favor. Oh my God. If you want to know about grace, go and read Psalm 44, verse number 1 to 3. The scripture says, We have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us the deed that you did in their time. For they did not get the, 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 they did not get the land by their hand, by their sword. They didn't get the land by whatever they had. Because the scripture said, they, they got the land because your content now favored them. God's countenance will favor you this year. I said, God's countenance will favor you this year. That is the unmerited favor of God. Grace. That is the distinguishing factor. <laughs> Grace. That is God's endorsement on man. Grace. That is what makes you fit for the race. Grace. That is what gives you good credit rating. You are blessed. Somebody said, and I quote, if you don't want to suffer disgrace, you better, you better bank on grace. I don't know whether you have heard this before, but let me say it before I quickly continue. They said, when you are running alone, it is called a race. But when you are running with God, it is called grace. You understand what I'm saying? When you are the only person running, it is a race. But when God is with you, running with you, pulling your hand to be first on the line, it is called grace. Receive grace. I say receive grace in the mighty name of Jesus. So this morning, by the grace of God, I am going to be teaching you something. I pray God, God will give me the, the grace. I'm, I'm naturally a preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. To be able to teach you systematically and expositely, line by line, what you need to know to enter into this grace that I'm talking about. Now, the grace I'm talking about is the combination of your salvation and the empowerment that God has given to you. Now, God cannot bring you in for you to be uh, molested and harassed, embarrassed by the devil. God has brought you in to be a shining light, a star, and that is the grace that you need. You will find it. That some of you under the sound of my fall before the end of this year, you find grace for high finances. You see that some of us we are so we are so we are so affected by what we're going through financially. You cannot even pay your bill. Your take home cannot take you home. I pray today you will receive grace. Now, when I say grace for finances, is that God is going to be teaching you what you need to do. Ah, you have a supernatural idea, wisdom for witty inventions. You will be able to do manifold things. To receive manifold blessings. If that you are, if you are the one, come and say, Amen. You see, let me say you, let me sound a note of warning here. I may not be able to have time to begin to prophesy to you one by one. But as I'm preaching, you better be catching the prophecy. Because what I, some of the things I'm saying to you, I did not plan it, it's not in my notes. So when the Holy Spirit gives it to me, I give it to you. 
So when you catch it, it is yours. I say it is yours. Receive man so blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Now the scripture tells me here in First Chronicles or Corinthians chapter fifteen verse number ten, and that is where I'm going to dwell today as I begin to dole out what God has put in my spirit for you. The scripture says, "But by the grace of God, I am what." Oh my God. That is to say, without God's grace, you are but a non-entity. But with God's grace, you are a sub-entity. Amen to Jesus. And his grace towards me was not in vain. That is to say, his grace towards me is very productive. The grace towards me is very, very fulfilling and exciting. It's profiting. Ah, the grace of God will be profiting in your life this, this time. In the name of Jesus now hear what he said he said but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me ah you will find grace <laughs> i said you will find grace now it is grace that makes labor to turn to favor and that is what the man is just saying we we always say it but we don't have the understanding of what the scripture is talking about when you labor like an elephant and you are hitting like a rat, grace is lacking Oh my God. I pray God will give you grace in Jesus' name. And also in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7, I quickly want to get some of this scripture, you know, out of the way because you know, I want you to know the reason why or the way you need to enter into grace. Amen. Now, he says unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Who do you know he's talking there? Say loud and clear. Now, he said, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted about measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I, it might depart from me, uh, that it may not, uh, sorry, what do you say now? May not rest upon me. Can you give me verse 9, please? Verse 9, yeah? He said, verse 9, verse 9. He said, and he said to me, my grace is what? Sufficient for who? For thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, a lot of us don't understand. Time may not permit me to be able to delve into what Paul was saying there. You know, Paul was saying that my sufficiency is of God. My adequacy, my equipment, my ability is of God. Let me tell you, your sufficiency is having enough for the purpose that you are sent to do. You understand? Sufficiency. And when I'm talking about sufficiency, don't browse to money alone. I'm talking about God bringing you to a point whereby you are sufficient to do what he has called you to do. Oh my God. How I wish I can open some Christian's head and put this one. Because we struggle, Pastor David. In the things that we are not supposed to struggle, we struggle. Your, your sufficiency is of God. Now, what the man is saying, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. That is to say, in what you are going through, if you can dive into the whole sun of grace and have a little swim, you will understand that what you are going or what you are going through is not big enough to put your back on the floor. That's what the scripture is saying. That is to say, when God gives you an heavenly endowment, 
empower me. The race ceases to be a race of struggle. It be it becomes a race of enjoyment. From today, you begin to enjoy your race. Because that word, grace, is G behind the race. And God will give you the grace in the mighty name of Jesus. There are so many times that men are tired. They don't know what to do. Elijah was tired. The scripture says that God woke him up. He said, eat. It took him to, to the place where he needed to eat heavenly food for the journey that was ahead of him. That was the reason why he could do 40 days and 40 nights in the power of that food. That some of you, you are at the point whereby you are so tired. You are tired about marriage. You are tired about career. You are tired about your finances. You are tired. You don't know, even know what to do. You went to the hospital. They diagnosed you of something. And you see this doctor. You are here. Forgive me. God will help you. Because the name you call the disease is not to kill. Rather than the disease itself. Imagine you go to the hospital and they told you, okay, what is happening to you? Okay, we are just diagnosed you with Shogologoban Goshen. I mean, you, you begin to like, God, what is it? You, under, you don't understand. That thing begins to come into your mind. It begins to ruminate in your medulla oblongata. You don't know what to do from today. You are delivered. I said, you are delivered. So some of us, we are tired with our finances. We don't know what to do. We can't pay our bills. Things are not working the way it should work. From today, I want to tell you that the grace that we are preaching, the grace that God has spoken to his servant to tell you, will suffice for you this year in the mighty name of Jesus. So you need to be equipped. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you, I, I, this is what I believe. Go and test. Whenever you see a struggle in somebody's life, it means that the grace to overcome in that area is lacking for that man. Struggles, eh? testimonies, they are both report card giving you the result of the examination that you just wrote. If that examination comes back, it means you did not sit well in the school of grace to pass it. If it happened well it means you sat well when we were in the university back home and i mean not in the uk now uh they will say if you fail exam what do you say, say that you should go and do what it means that when you sat the first time you didn't sit well you all go go and reseat <laughs> amen to jesus you will not fail anymore i said you will not fail anymore in the mighty name of jesus now, so the ability we are talking about in the life of men is what makes you to be able to know. It's a testament to the fact that you have this grace working in your life or not. You understand? And God is a God of love. Ah, a lot of people don't know that the love of God, God does not equal to the grace that is made available. I will get there. Let me tell you something. God loves everyone. That's the reason why the scripture says in the book of Proverbs, he said, the poor and the rich, they stand together. But God is the maker of them all. Now, why did the scripture say that? He said that, yes, I created both of you and I've given you the opportunity to be rich. But if you are next, the opportunity is your problem. He said, what is this man saying now? That is the truth of the matter. Now, so the grace I'm talking about is that the God, the love of God is general. The grace of God is general. But assessment to the grace, ah, the ability to cover and to catch the grace 
now lies on you. Don't let anybody deceive you. They have been talking to you. Hey, you, you don't need to pray. You don't need to pray anymore. We are living under the grace. Ah, they want to kill you. I'm telling you. Because prayer is the only locomotive ray that conveys God's power. They want to destroy your life. The only system of heaven that God understands that makes you to, 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 to fulfill your ambassadorial role on this planet, that connects you with God, is the, is the system of prayer. Until you cry, God does not hear. He said, I've heard the cry, but the reason of the tax master. Exodus chapter 3. I don't know why it has to be like that, but it is a system in the kingdom. It's a principle that God has actually established that is binding on God himself. That you need to embark upon. We'll get there. The Lord will help you. In the name of Jesus. Grace is a distinguishing factor. Grace is what makes you to be different. It's what makes you to be fixed. I mean, fit for the race. Amen to Jesus. Let me quickly rush because of our time. And let me say this before I go. Grace can be multiplied. You understand that? In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 2, it can be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. I will explain that in the course of time. Praise the Lord. You understand? You see, many believers do have a lot of desire. And that is very good because the God that we serve or the kingdom of God is a compendium of limitless possibilities. Whatever you want to get in God, you can get. But the ability to enter into the place of grace, to take it by faith, is what people lack. God will help you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And before I go further, I want to let you know that God is the God of all grace. So there are several graces. It's not just one grace. There are several. According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, he said, but may the God of all grace who has called us unto eternal glory. Grace erats a Christian to eternal glory. Praise the Lord. You will see glory this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. You see, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 8, the scripture says, And God is able to make all grace <laughs> advance towards you. That is to say, there is a grace to make money. There is a grace also to have stress-free marital life. You understand what I'm saying? There's a grace to live uh, a life that is uh, sickness-free, disease-free. You know, there's a grace that God can give to anyone to actually jump over the fence and get his paper in this country. I'm not saying that does not mean that you are going to do fraud. Eh? Amen to Jesus. Because, you see, we are held up to people like us. I'm sorry, please excuse my pride. When I got to the United Kingdom, I didn't plan this. Let me quickly drop it in because of time. When I got to the United Kingdom, when God led me in there and all hell let you loose against me, the paper, to sort out my paper became issue. My family could not join me. Three and a half years I was there. My wife, my children, we were in God's own country called Nigeria. Pretend you don't know this. Amen. So that was what happened. But we had to dive into the realms of the spirit and collect what belongs to us by grace. What am I saying? I will pray to the extent that God will lift me and put me in the office where they are doing my paper. They, that is grace. Amen to Jesus. That was a time I wanted to have a connection with Daddy Gio. You understand? And I said, God, 
I wanted to have, and I pray to the extent, by the grace of God, that God brought Davidio's number in the UK to my room. A hand wrote his number on the wall. That's what I'm telling you, you are limitless. I'm telling you, you are limitless. You can do whatever you need to do under God. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Uh, oh my God, let me jump, let me jump now. Now, there are three things that grace will do. Let me quickly say that before I begin to drop access to grace. Number one, the grace of God is enough. Write it down. Grace is enough for you. The grace of God is enough. Don't look for any other thing anywhere. Grace is enough. Number two, grace is always timely. Except you don't get the time very well. Grace is timely. And number three, Grace of God endures forever. It cannot wear out. That is what some people are leveraging on to begin to do evil against God. Because whatever you go to God for, he said, I will no wise cast out whoever comes to me. That is why some people thought that grace is for, is, is for them to be taken for granted. Anybody that takes the grace of God, grace of God for granted, will be granted in life. May you never be granted in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, how can you assess grace? Praise God. How can you enter into this grace that we are talking about? This is where I will teach a little. Amen to Jesus. Like I quickly told you when I was I was I was explaining grace, God's grace is offered to all. According to Titus chapter 2, verse number 11, the grace of God that brings salvation and appears to all men. To all men. People don't actually finish that scripture. Give me verse 12. You understand what he's saying. The grace of God that brings salvation and appears to all men. Teaching us that deny ungodliness. Ungodliness and worldly laws. We should live so badly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Don't let anybody deceive you. God, grace does not make people to sin. Any grace that is making people to sin is a disgrace. I hope you will still like me. There is a body of knowledge that is going up and down now. Oh my God, once you are saved, you are saved forever. Hmm. Watch it. Watch it. Please. When you have the grace of God, don't take the grace of God for granted. Yes, it doesn't wear out. But let me tell you, if I put my face on your face and you slap me once, yeah? And I say, okay, Jesus Christ said, when they slap you once, you should talk the other. You slap the second time. Time, rather. Now, when I put it again, the third time might result to an insult. You may want to reply. You say, where is your Christian virtue? Uh, it's there. But sometimes people cannot wait until you mo molest them, you harass them. You understand what I'm saying? So if you cannot do that to a human being, how will you go and be doing that to God? It is okay to fall and rise when you go to God. But it is not good for you to be perpetually falling. When you fall and you go back to God, God will answer. I don't know why I'm saying this. Oh, because of my God will answer you. But it is not, ah, they say grace covers. Grace covers. You understand? Somebody met me one time. The one messenger of the devil was sent to me one time in my former office. I was helping the, the lady. You understand? And she like, oh my God, you are so much help me. What can I do to pay you? I said, you don't need to pay me. Jesus Christ has paid it all. 
He said, no, he said, I will pay you. I said, which way? He said, okay, uh, we'll go to so, 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 I won't give you the detail, amen. He said, I will pay you. I said, you want to pay me? I said, ah, you know I'm a Christian. I didn't even say, you know I'm a pastor. I said, you know I'm a Christian. He said, what, what then? Grace cover us. I said, ah, grace cover us. I bind the devil. Somebody say with me, I bind the devil. The Lord help you in Jesus' name. Now, how can you accept this grace? Because the grace is made available. It is not received by all. Now, how can we receive this grace? I may not be able to preach it, but I'm going to tell you, number one, how to receive grace. It's not exhaustible. But this is what God and the Holy Spirit have given to me. Now, number one, you must accept the finished work of Christ. You must accept the finished work of Christ. That is the first way to get the grace that we're talking about. John chapter 1 verse number 12. Everybody, though everyone that accepts him, he has given the audacity and the authority to become his children. And if you are God's children, you have the opportunity to enter into what God has made available by grace. So if you are not born again in the house, it's an opportunity for you. That is the first grace. The bedrock of it, the foundational grace. Or if you are born again and you have gone aside, you, don't, you are not living the life that you need to live in God. I have not come here to judge you. No. One time or the other, we have derailed also. But we found our way back to God. So if you are in the house, is what you need to do. To assess God's grace, you must accept the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. You must accept the supply of God's grace in your life. And I pray that God will help you to do that in the name of Jesus. If you go look into the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 1, 15 to 7 also, uh, you, will, I mean, you will understand what I'm talking about. In Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, the Bible says that there's now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after what the flesh, but after the spirit. That is great. Give me verse number 15. Let me quickly read out because that is the bedrock of what I'm about to share now. The scripture says in verse 15, it says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you can cry, Abba, Father. A lot of people thought that Abba there means, uh, is an exclamatory word, as uh, Abba. Where I came from, when somebody is, uh, is exclaiming, or when somebody is uh, surprised about what you are saying, there's a uh, Abba, it cannot be like that. No, 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 no. That is not what the scripture is saying. What the scripture is saying in the Hebrew word, Abba means our source and our sustainer. It means our father who can do everything. Amen to Jesus. Now, in verse 16, Give me verse 16 quickly. I need to explain that so that I can jump. Now, the Spirit is said, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, continue in verse 17. He said, Then, if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heir. That's where I'm going. That is where grace begins. Joint heir with Christ. Because when you are joint heir with Christ, Pastor Lola, you have three opportunities. Number one, what Jesus Christ had, he had a position, woman of God. He had a possession and he had power. So, joint heir with Christ means that you have equality of position. You are seated where Christ is seated. You can do what Christ can do. You can bring to pass what God Christ can bring to pass. You have equality of position. And number two, you are equality of possession. Every Jesus, everything that Jesus Christ had, you have. And number three, you have equality of power. Equality of power. 
Kenneth Hagin showed us in his book. There was a time that Jesus Christ was having a conversation with him. And one devil came in between and he was making noise. And he was expecting, you must have read it before, he was expecting Jesus Christ to cast the devil. And Jesus Christ refused. And after, he was angry. And they said, you demon, I command you, get up! And the demon left. And he was asking Jesus, why is it that I was unable to cast it? And Jesus Christ said to, to, to him, look here, all powers in heaven and earth that have been given to me have been transferred to you. So you have that equality of power. You cannot watch your life being derailed. You cannot watch your destiny being mutilated. You can't watch your marriage then going and going into the into the ditch. You understand? You need to stand up. A lot of us, because of what we feel, our emotion has actually devil is using your emotion against you because he did something to me. She did something to me. You are folding your hand, and the devil is snatching your wife and your husband away from you, and you are looking. There was a time that the devil wanted to do that to me in the United Kingdom. I hope my wife is not watching now. Now, you see, what happened to me was that, you see, we were saying the same thing in different ways and we are arguing to you. Well, I'm arguing about it. What, Pastor, what is the difference between the room is half filled and the room, the room is half empty? We were fighting over something called toothpaste. Me, I'm a very meticulous person. You want to press toothpaste, press it from bottom. My wife was an anyhow person. You want to press it, you can press it anyway. You can press it from the top. You understand? Where I put my... Where in the kitchen, me, I'm a man. Oh my God, I don't know why I'm saying this. Oh, I have 11 minutes. Now, I'm a man. I'm a man, yeah? I love kitchen. Not because I love the food. I am a domesticated person. Pastor David, when I enter kitchen and I put pot here, and my mind will remove it. I put it somewhere. Trouble. I'm telling you the truth because I want it to be where I put it. I'm so meticulous. They call me OCD, my children. They say, oh, Daddy has come. When I travel, they can do anything. When I'm coming like this, you will see my house so neat. I'm telling you because everywhere, when you come to London, you come to my, you will see. It's not that I have so much. I have so much in Jesus' name. But the little I have, they are, my, I make it so clean. But this was the trouble. Things were going haywire. And I was letting the devil ride on that situation. To now destroy my marriage. One day when I came to my senses like a prodigal son. I said, Lord, ha, how foolish I have been all this time. I said, okay, if she cannot do it, why can't I just do it and just accept? Jesus Christ got married to an adulterous church. But he won his church. Why can't you win your wife? And if you cannot win your wife, why can't you accept an ideal until God touches her? And I said, oh Lord, it is difficult. Now, God now said to me, look here. Um, you want to change the product that you did not create. Oh, pastor, mama, 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 I've not even got into the head. He said, he said, when a product is malfunctioning, who do you take it to? Manufacturer. That was how I reached out to the anointing oil. Man of God, give me a hug. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, Lord, you created this woman. She was sleeping one day. I prayed for like one or two hours. Speaking in God. Zaguya gadazada. Yekika porianda sata yagaparada. Into the hall. And when she was sleeping this morning, I just tiptoed into the room. I tiptoed like I was doing a horror movie. Amen to Jesus. And I put the anointing on. I put it on her head. 
I put it on her feet. I prayed, may you not see this message, my wife. I put it, <laughs> I put it, I put it everywhere. And I began to prophesy. That was the beginning of victory in my home. Don't let, hey, you can fight over your car. I don't know why I'm saying this. You can fight over your car. You can fight over your job. You can fight over your death. Why can't you fight over your home? So many of you, you begin to talk up and down. My wife did this. My husband did that. My da, 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 da. You came to the pastor. You came to everybody. When your, your friend comes from Africa, from America, you began. That was the time I did that. God said, well done. In fact, Pastor La, it was like I was hearing somebody clapping into my ears. I was driving on the motorway. We call it motorway. What do you call it here? Highway. I was driving on the motorway and I was enjoying. I just spoke to a friend in Africa about what was going on. And I it was like, it was very, very dramatic. Somebody tapped me, hey, well done, well done, my son. Well done, well done. I said, what have I done? He said, son, you have told everybody, but you haven't told me. How many people have you told your problem? How many people have you spoken to? You have not entered into the room to talk to talk to God, to tap grace. Oh, let me go. Let me finish. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. I'm carried away. Amen. Hallelujah. I said the, I said the work of grace. The Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. Somebody say with me, I accept the work of grace that Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary in Jesus' name. Say amen to that. Number one way to assess grace is to accept the work of grace. The work that Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Number two, let me quickly jump. Number two, you must seek revelation knowledge and covenant understanding of the spiritual working of grace. There is a way grace works. The scripture says in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 9. Let me quickly read that because I jump. Before I jump, it says, For this reason, we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you. To ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The reason why people don't have what they need in God is because they don't have spiritual understanding and the working knowledge. The body of knowledge that we make the system to be operational and resort oriented is not given to them. It is not enough. So just listen to Pastor him here. It is okay to put down note and go home. I said, the God that revealed this thing to Pastor, hold on, put upon the note. Let me see. You write note in church. You don't go back home to assess. Now, in Second Peter chapter four, chapter one, verse number two to four, he said, "Grace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Ah. Knowledge erases faith. I mean, grace." And of Jesus Christ our Lord, according to his divine power, given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him. You understand what I'm saying? Revelation, there are three types of knowledge. Number one, head knowledge. Number two, revelation knowledge. Number three, experiential knowledge. But let me tell you something. Before you have experiential knowledge, it's always good for you to dive into what I call revelation knowledge. Because it's the ability to see the unknown. Uh, because until you see the unknown, you cannot do the impossible. Because there are so many things unknown that are, that are plaguing people. There are so many things that the devil is using to harass and embarrass you. Why? Because you don't know ahead. Let me tell you, if you know that the road is blocked on the other on the other side you will not take there that's the reason why you should not too much exalt experiential knowledge more than revelation they say experience is a teacher but please make it so 
that is always another person experience. Especially when it is negative. The Lord will help you. Ha, ah, my God. Okay, let me jump. Let me jump. <laughs> Amen. Number three, let me jump. Number three, to assess grace. You must be humble. God receives the proud. He gives grace to be humble. You must be humble. Let me tell you in the scripture, Jesus Christ emphasized the importance of humility. Oh, if you go and read the book of, um, I think Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14, I won't read it. You remember the Pharisee and the tax collector. The man was so humble. I mean, was so, the Pharisee was so, was so, was so proud in his heart that he was castigating the tax collector. And God said, who do you think between the two will receive grace? So many times we don't know that we need grace. Amen to Jesus. You need to exercise your heart towards the grace. You must acknowledge that you need grace. Amen to Jesus. Because grace is what you need to become great in life. Grace is one what, what make, brings a man out of the pit and takes him to the peak. You understand what I'm saying? You are in the pit and it takes you to the peak. Oh my God, Jesus is Lord. Now, I want you to know, number three is you must be humble. Number four, the Holy Spirit will teach you to you. Number four, you must submit to God in total obedience. It is very, very important. Submit now yourself to God. Hallelujah. You must submit to God. Number five, you must love from the pure heart. That is one of the ways by which you can... Let me tell you, a lover is a destiny mover. You understand? You must love God and you must love the people. That's number five. Number six, you must connect grace with faith and faith with grace. Yeah, oh my God. You need that. It is, take, it is faith that, as, that, that you accept that takes from the grace, the provision of the kingdom, the redemptive packages, they call it. You must take that. And the Lord will help you to do that in the mighty name of Jesus. Get, because faith is what gives you access into the grace of God. You understand? So it is very, very important for you to understand how faith and, and grace work. So if you want to enter into the school of grace, you need to assess it through faith. Amen to Jesus. Because everything God has given to you, it is there for you. And also, I want you to know by the grace of God that you need, you know, uh, number seven, you must cry and ask for grace. Zechariah chapter four, verse number six to seven. Who are down mountain before the river? You understand? You shall become low. Before it, it, it says that it's not by power, it's not by mind, it's by the spirit, says the Lord. Amen to Jesus. A lot of people always, by revelation, I discover that, you know, it is a flow. Might will come. <laughs> power will come. Then spirit will take over. When spirit takes over, grace takes over. And that's the reason why the scripture says, there shall be. You know, it's a, it's a minister, it's captain, it's going to be a shout and shout of grace. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet. Let us pray. Oh my God, Jesus is Lord. Amen to Jesus. This one, I want you to know for sure that what God is saying to you at this particular point in time, what God is saying to you at this particular point in time is that you need to assess grace. Somebody say with me, I need to assess grace. And one of the ways by which you need to assess grace, and that is what we are going to do now, you know, uh, is to pray. Amen to Jesus. Now, according to Jeremiah chapter 33, verse number 3, the scripture says that, call unto me and I will answer. 
and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Now, there are some things that God has made available to you and they are great and they are mighty, but you do not know them. How do you enter into them? It's by shouting grace. It's by shouting grace. It's by shouting grace. Now, raise up your lamentation and lift your hand to heaven. Begin to say, Lord, I shout great to that situation now. Begin to call it. I don't have all the time. Begin to call it now. I shout great to that situation. Oh, to that circumstances. I shout grace in the name of Jesus. Grace of the Lord. To my marital situation. Grace of the Lord. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. I shout grace this morning. Oh, my God. To that immigration situation. I shall grace, uh, oh my God, to every situation that the devil has used, uh, is using to levy uh, attack against me. I shall grace uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, begin to pray grace and grace and grace and grace. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of the Lord. Uh, I shall grace, I shall grace in the name of Jesus. Uh, to that diagnosis, uh, oh my God, I shall grace. Uh, Oh, Makika Tasatanda, I shout grace in the name of Jesus. Come and begin to pray today. Our grace works for me in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Now, you are going to pray this prayer before you go. Before I pray for you, amen to Jesus. My, my time is almost done. Um, uh, 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 you will say, Lord, I escape disgrace this year. Every situation that I brought you into disgrace in whatever area of your life, begin to raise a lamentation to God and begin to say I escape come and begin to say I escape, I escape oh my God, I escape disgrace in the name of Jesus I escape disgrace in the name of Jesus I escape disgrace financially I shall not be disgraced oh my God, maritally I shall not be disgraced oh Lord, in every situation I shall not be disgraced oh Lord, in my health I shall not be disgraced in my career I shall not be disgraced in the name of Jesus I escape disgrace in the name of Jesus oh my God, in my health no disgrace in the name of Jesus, in the service of God. No disgrace. Come on, come on, come on. I can't hear your voice. 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 Come and say it loud and clear. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come and shout it loud. Amen. Now, let me say this before I go. Amen to Jesus. My time is completing with the time on the board. Amen. Now, what I want to say to you is this. If you are here and you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I think